We're back, everybody. We're going to rock you like a hurricane. Is that a song you play? No, I don't want to know about it. That's like, oh, man, a hurricane. Yay! Let's rock like a hurricane, right? That's what happens when you start doing um, disaster response. (laughs) You you wake up every day. You don't want to loss of life. Yes. But you want to know where everything is happening. Sure. It's a really weird dynamic. It is kind of weird, huh? Being so energized and so anxious on someone's worst day. Um, so it's 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 weird. There's you have to kind of almost keep your, your emotions in check. I bet. But that's what you do in the military. I mm-hmm. mean, that's part, we've talked about that, that's part of your training is to um, know how to keep those emotions in check that when there's a, there's an, a disaster of any sorts, you can go. Definitely. What did you want to say? I can see. That Team Rubicon has a two-pronged mission. The first one is disaster response and the second one is to um, unite all the veterans that ha- when they come back mm-hmm. and we have millions of them coming every year is um, they they find themselves a little bit lost in civilian world and Team Rubicon gives you the opportunity as a veteran to come back and be in the, in the group of guys that mm-hmm. have gone through the same sure. thing you have gone through and you're helping others like Mike said in the worst day of their lives mm-hmm. but rather than making them victims they are our, our clients Wonderful. we're making them feel like um, there's hope and it has been your own military that has helped you get back on your feet a little bit you're better off to mo- today than you were yesterday thank you thanks to your own military and for many many civilians that we have helped they have never met one-on-one a military a member of the military is if you have it's by saying thank you for your service or let me buy you a coffee let me buy you dinner but for many many people that we have helped I'm always surprised by the response of the homeowners mm-hmm. that come up and said, I had never, never met the military before. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And That's nice. These guys That's don't nice. know what to answer. Mm-hmm. And the answer should be, thank you for letting us be of service. Yes. I mean, thank you for letting us help in our own country. Mm-hmm. If people were to look you up um, on your website, they would see that you are a Clay Fellow. And I know that that has to do with Clay Hunt, and but I don't know the story behind Clay Hunt or what it means to be a Clay Fellow, so I'm really interested to know about that story. Yeah, um, so Clay Hunt Fellow is, uh, it's an honor, first of all, um, a very humbling honor, but um, Clay was one of the original members of Team Rubicon. He uh, arrived in Haiti, I want to say, like 48 hours after um, Jake and Will uh, stepped foot on ground. Um, and he, you know, was with them throughout, uh, you know, the first year of, of their existence, um, back when everything was, was just kind of a, a jumble, you know, mm-hmm. responding to, uh, you know, earthquakes in Haiti and Chile and tsunamis and mudslides in Pakistan. Um, and so, you know, he found his purpose with Team Rubicon. Um, he found his purpose again after after um, his service in the Marines. It should be noted that he was also, um, you know, a very close friend of, of Jake Woods uh, from the Marine Corps. Um, they had served together. Uh, and so, unfortunately, Clay also had, a, a, you know, a darker side. He battled mm-hmm. with PTSD a lot. And um, he lost that battle in 2011. And... Uh, his passing actually changed the trajectory of the organization. Mm. We went from being 
a disaster response organization that used veterans, you know, to accomplish that to, um, you know, a disaster response organization um, with a secondary mission to help the veterans um, both, you know, emotionally, physically by providing them purpose. Um, we, we provide them with, you know, support through assist training, which is applied suicide intervention skills training. Um, How big is that problem? Uh, it's 22 veterans a day. Um, oh, yes, we know yeah, that. We, yeah. we actually, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do know that because we actually have a veteran that's on this radio station for Ron Dozier, and, and they do, they, there's a whole cause for 22 a day, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, after Clay's passing, um, you know, Jake and, and, and Will and, uh, you know, a lot of um, other organizations, not just Team Rubicon, uh, IAVA, which is Iraq Afghan Veterans of America, um, they lobbied to Congress to get the Clay Hunt uh, Act approved. And Wonderful. So what that does, it, it, it basically, you know, in a nutshell, improves the access to and quality of medical care for veterans uh, through the VA. So mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a long it's a long road, you know. We're we're not we're not where we need to be yet, but we're we're getting there. So and so, you've been honored as a fellow. That's that. What does that mean? Um, you know, it was a it was a great great fellowship. So um, the first the first portion of the fellowship um, really helps you um, discover who you are uh, and what drives you and what motivates you. At the time, I was working in. Uh, in the construction industry, um, I was uh, a, a, an operations supervisor for a small company, um, but it was just a, a job to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. There was no passion in it. There was uh -huh. no, no purpose. Um, and the way I, the way I describe the fellowship is, um, it's kind of like standing in the doorway of a C-130 airplane um, with your parachute on, and you know that you need to jump, and you know you're ready to jump, but there's something holding you back. And the fellowship is that boot in your back that kind of kicks you out the door and says you need to jump. Um, and that's what it did. Midway through the fellowship, I applied for a, uh, a position with Team Rubicon. And um, after <laughs> months of interviews and, and, and you know, cold sweats and, <laughs> and unknowns, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to be able to be offered a job. So it's, there's, it's, there's a leadership um, component to this. There I'm is, assuming. yeah. There's a large leadership component to the fellowship. Um, there's also... Um, uh, like a capstone project that is mm -hmm. that is conducted by the fellows, which ultimately is is the fellowship giving back to the organization. Nice. Um, I think the biggest success story there is um, a fellow fellow of mine, uh, David Venables. Um, he was the one that, that spearheaded the partnership with U.S. Fish and Wildlife and the Bureau of Land Management to create the heavy equipment training that Lorena was talking about mm -hmm. earlier. So um, now we have this robust relationship with, uh, you know, um, all these refuges throughout the, the United States and um, you, with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife to be able to conduct these trainings. And um, he spearheaded the case, uh, the case equipment um, partnership. So it's just been a, a great, um, a great uh, program, the, mm -hmm. the, the Clay Hunt Fellowship. You yeah. bet. Well, congratulations Thank on you. being acknowledged for that. Lorena, you know, I almost don't even know what to ask you because, <laughs> because, because you've been with the organization a relatively short period of time. You mentioned that your dad was in the military, your husband is in the military, but you are 
so dynamic about the things that you do. Like I, I could picture you being that person that goes into a high school and this you're like, or, or someplace, and you're just going to recruit volunteers and people are going to want to like sign up. It's like, I want to do what she, I want to be like her. Well, I don't know if they want to be like me, but they want to come and drink what I'm drinking. <laughs> oh, you drink the Kool-Aid, do you? I have. I drank the Kool-Aid five minutes into it. It's just you get sucked in. You cannot believe how amazing these guys and gals are. Um, I thought I was going to be a little bit out of place because I'm much older than most of them. Although you sure don't look it, but go well, ahead. Well, no, I'm very mature too, so it doesn't <laughs> show. But um, I didn't know if I was going to fit in. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you, I'm going to try not to cry about it. Um, I have never felt more part of a group than I do with the Team Rubicon mm -hmm. fellows. I mean, they are... We call ourselves um, gray shirts, but among us, we're brothers and sisters. We take care of each other incredibly. I mean, uh, it, it's just, you have to leave it to believe it. Um, I love to work with the veterans, and um, it, it, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. it, it is amazing. Uh, they are so humble. They are so incredible. They truly believe that their service with the military is when it ends most of them think that that's it it's a part of their lives and in my view it has only prepared them for a lifetime of service there is nothing these guys and girls cannot do mm -hmm. um, or are not I have not seen them give up in any of the operations we've done I want to explain to you a little yes, bit please, of how like, it works. Let's please. say that there's um, a tornado that hits New Orleans in February. We have a group of hypothetically, people, of hypothetically, <laughs> and they, uh, we have a recon team, which is a group of people of, um, of gray shirts that are already leaving the area. Keep in the back of your mind that every person that she's mentioning is a volunteer. Nobody's right. getting paid. Nobody's getting paid. No. No, we're all, all right. volunteers. Um, the 65 people that work for to Team Rubicon have super important jobs, and one of them is a like fundraising. Doing radio talk shows. And there stuff. you go. Yes, the rest of us do the heavy lifting. No, <laughs> nice. but I want to say no. I want to say that leaders and paid employees of Team Rubicon are also gray shirts. Mm -hmm. They come out and you can see them, you know, mucking in a house or swe sweeping or tarping, being on top of a roof or just doing... As a gray shirt too, not as a, you know, overpowering leader, leader and you have to do this mm -hmm. and you have to do that. Everybody looks the same. I get paid. Once you put on that gray t-shirt that she's wearing, um, we're all equals. There is no rank. There is no rank, and there is also not a boss of anybody. We all know what needs to be done, and we just decide what each one of us is going to mm -hmm. do, depending on how comfortable you are with what you're doing. Do I feel comfortable, you know, working the chainsaw? Not really. I would rather be up in a roof tarping. And or I will an excavator. Or an excavator. <laughs> I love the excavators. Um, but no, it is something that you really enjoy. So we have the recon team that is calling back the operation people and saying, hey, we have work to do here. We There's a lot of houses that we could be doing A, B, C, and D. So the call goes out. All the gray shirts that live within 250 miles from the epicenter of the disaster get an email or on Facebook, and it says, we're going to be going down. Who wants to come? 
you you click and it says okay who are you you put your name your tr number because you already went through the 100 and 700 ics classes the next question is do you have insurance we need you to have insurance um, we're all volunteers and that drives the price down. Mm -hmm. We, I don't know if we have had any accidents. I imagine, you know, a nail here or there, but nothing major. On that one. <laughs> we're going to gloss over that one. Okay. okay. And um, then we, the next question is, when can you come? And you, as a volunteer, you decide the days that you're going to be volunteer. We mostly ask anywhere from five to seven days because it's a time that it will take to to really get mm -hmm. working. And now it goes back to the ferry that takes care of everything. As the disaster grows and there's, um, it goes, we need more gray shirts because we're doing a great job and now we have more work orders that we can, houses that we can work on. So now it goes to 450 miles. After 450 miles, it becomes a national operation, correct? When that happens, I in California get that email and I said, oh, I can do it from this day to this day. And for if you're going to come from outside those 450 miles, you're asked to volunteer for at least seven days. Mm -hmm. One of the main reasons is that you travel for two days, so you're only working for five. Mm -hmm. And also, we're very, very lucky that um, a few airlines, including uh, Southwest, Southwest Airlines and Airlink, those are our two big and I was curious to we're know how you get there. Do you, is it out of your pocket when Absolutely you go? Absolutely not. Um, we're very lucky that these airlines, and thanks to our 65 people that get paid for Team Rubicon, they are the fun. They they are the ones that find the funds and the donations and the big grants for us to be able to Good. go to those places. From the moment we leave our home to the moment that we return to our home, we don't have to take our wallet out. A uh, place to stay a place to work, and a, a place to shower is provided for us. Mind you, it can be anywhere from a church basement. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I don't think we have ever stayed in hotels because we don't want to be no. a burden. We've definitely to slept in tents, though. I bet. Yes, outside of Home Depot, we can set up our tents. Uh, we have a partnership with Home Depot where they allow us to have our base of operations in their parking Isn't lot. Isn't that nice? So it's, it's an incredible experience. I guess it is. And I think that, you know, one thing I'd like to add is mm -hmm. um, in the last couple of segments we've done, we've dropped a lot of, of names, you know, of organizations mm -hmm. that are just amazing, mm -hmm. you know, to help us with, like uh, Case Equipment and uh, Home Depot, uh, Still Chainsaws, you know, if it weren't for organizations like Southwest Airlines and Airlink, um, you know, we would not be able to accomplish what the we're doing. The tool bank as well, The tool right? bank. That's wonderful. That, I mean, that, I just, I'd be curious to know how many of you that are out there today really are, f were familiar with Team Rubicon prior to listening to the show. And if you're not familiar, I think you should familiarize yourself. Absolutely. So go to Team Rubicon USA. I promise that they live in a, in a disaster They've area. heard. They've experienced Team Rubicon. Mm -hmm. They may not have heard of us, but they've yes, I'm sure that's our, true. our efforts. I'm sure that's true. So you do some service projects as well, right? What are, what are the types of service projects that you do? Well, um, it's part of our training. 
Mm -hmm. uh, for example, with the wild fish and wildlife and um, the heavy equipment. This past weekend in San Diego, we organized a training. So we're teaching, we invite um, gray shirts that want to learn how to use heavy equipment to come and learn. But during that training, rather than being in a parking lot and dig a hole here and move this from here to here, we have a relationship with the U.S. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Fish yeah. and Wildlife. And what we did this weekend, we unearthed these very, very big um, um, water tanks that were in one of the reserves. So we come in, we take that out, we separated the debris, you know, the dirt from the cement and the, hmm. the bars and everything. And we are working for free and doing a service project for the for the wildlife reserve and at the same time we're getting certified for the heavy equipment operation that we will be able to use while the removing debris in a disaster wow. relief operation we don't want to go and learn how to do that mm -hmm. when the disaster right, strikes you know, you to know. we want to know all that and right now over the weekend we have now 10 certified people that can go and use that and at the same time we saved a lot of money and time to the wildlife so that's how we it's train a win -win. Sure. yeah and so um another thing that that we've incorporated uh recently within the next the last 12 months or so is you know we don't have to sit around and wait for a disaster to happen to us um, we can get out and uh, create our own mitigation operations. Um, so we'll, we'll assemble a team of, of, of sawyers, you know, of, of chainsaw operators to um, cut down uh, what we call uh, high fuel um, trees. Those are, you know, like maybe bug beetles have killed them mm -hmm. or they're trees that were previously damaged, you know, in, in, a, in a wildfire that are now just standing and waiting to be reburned, like kindling. So we will um, cut those down, we'll, what we call buck and limb them. It's like kind of quartering them and, and, and taking all the branches off. Um, is that what the um, golden oak was? It is, yeah. There's a I took a picture of that when I was in your yeah. office. That's really cool. Yeah, we spend a lot of time in Santa Clarita, just north of here, mm -hmm. in response to the um, sand fire that was uh -huh. in... That was in uh, well, yeah, that wasn't very long ago, was it? That was yeah. very recent. Oh, it was last fall, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, guess what? Um, I, I selected this song for you guys. You guys didn't select this, but I think that it's so appropriate how to save a life. I know you can like well up, can't you? Yes. I mean, I, these guys, I love what I do. Kind of cry baby. Oh, well, I am know. not a crybaby. I, <laughs> I just love what I do, and I'm so proud to be working with the people that I do. I can't believe they have taken me. Wow. It makes me well up. We're going to take our last break, everyone. This could have been a five-hour show. I could have just done five hours with Lorena. Uh, anyway, <laughs> stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Let him know that you know best. Because after all, you do know best. Try to slip past his defense without granting know there are many choices of internet radio and the staff and host of LA Talk Live would like to thank you for choosing the internet's hottest destination for the most eclectic sound and invigorating talk. This is LA Talk Live. We are more than just talk. Hi, this is Marsha Waiteka inviting you to join me every Monday at 1 p.m. for Born to Talk where conversation plus connections equal community. 
Be sure to tune in to Born to Talk with Marsha Witeka, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, exclusively on LATalkLive.com. You can also listen live at iTunes Radio R&B, TuneIn Radio, Radio Flag, Live 365, or AHA Radio. This is Reality Radio, handcrafted for your listening and viewing pleasure. We are LA Talk Live, and we are born to talk. Okay, it's your world by Bob Seeger. I'm telling you, I, in my next live, DJ, I'm just going to be DJ Marsha. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, as this time is just flying by. And um, this is a very special day. For some of you, you may be listening live. For the rest of you, you may have come back later after you've maybe celebrated with your military families. I, I know that I grew up in a family. My father was in the National Guards and then the Reserves. I, he retired as a... Um, what is it? I don't remember his rank now, but, you know, I grew up, yes, sir, and how high do you want me to jump? I understand that. <laughs> and, um, and, but this is a special day, and it was one of the reasons I thought it would be such an important day for you guys to be here as we recognize the veterans that are around the country. But I also wanted to let you know about next week's show, which is not about veterans. It's about parenthood. Um, I'm having a woman on by the name of Jack, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. And she, she's actually a broadcaster as I am. She does a podcast, and she is an a, a author, and she is um, a public speaker. Um, she's from Vietnam. She has an interesting story about how she got here when she was eight years old. And um, I look for I've never met her, and I'm looking forward to I met her on LinkedIn. You know, that's, <laughs> people ask me, how do you get your guests? Well, thanks to Jeremy Neal, that's how you guys are here. But, you know, I get, I get guests on many different ways. If you're interested in being a guest, you know how to reach me. If you're listening to the show, let me reach out. But what we can do now in this, in this final segment is that how do people get involved? How, how do you get that word out there? I know we've talked about your uh, teamrubiconusa.org, and that's, that's a beautiful website. It gives you so much information. You can enroll, like you said, but uh, can people just decide to join? I mean, is that how it works? Yes, that's exactly how it works. Um, if you're more interested and we haven't answered or actually have raised more questions about Team yes. Rubicon than answering them, you can go on YouTube and put Team Rubicon and start by watching Team Rubicon Genesis which speaks of the stories, a seven-minute, eight-minute uh, video that speaks about what Team Rubicon is and where it was born. And you'll be energized, and next thing you know, you've watched 10 videos, and you can. Oh, they're super you, addicting. They are yes. addicting, and they're very well made, and some of them are just organic, and other ones have been professionally made. Mm -hmm. But they're very, very good because it gives you an idea of what the essence of what Team Rubicon is. and you will be touched, moved, and inspired. Once that happens, you, that, you decide how much you want to be involved. Mm -hmm. Do you want to become a gray shirt? Do you want to be part of leadership, which is also a volunteer position. You're a gray shirt, but you're also doing leadership um, positions. Mm -hmm. I'm, the, I'm in leadership because I'm the district coordinator for San Diego, which means that I try to get the word out about TR, attend different events, have a table for awareness, create opportunities for training, and to pe keep the people organized. I want to keep the 
veterans and the gray shirts in my area contacting each other, mm -hmm. even during the blue skies, when no disaster training oh, or so no disaster. blue skies, there's nothing really happening, skies are blue. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you know, one important aspect to keep in mind is there's no commitment involved. Um, aside from the initial, um, you know, two classes that, that we, we mandate be taken, which are online, mm -hmm. um, they're very easy. You can kind of just peruse through them while you're watching television at nighttime and answer a, a quick, you know, mm -hmm. ten, 10 question quiz at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but aside from that, um, we're not asking anyone to commit anything at all after that. Um, obviously, we would prefer that people become more involved. Sure. But the larger our volunteer numbers become, the easier it is for people to say yes and no at their own leisure. Sure. Um, as opposed to feeling, um, you know, like that they that they're burdened by having mm -hmm. to take time off of work or time away from their family. I was just going to say, some of these people, they're, they're still employed, actively employed. When I originally joined as a, as a volunteer, father of three, and all of my kids were under the age of five, um, you know, Army Reserve, I was in a full-time MBA program, and I was working full-time. And gosh. I joined Team Rubicon. And I said no dozens of times mm -hmm. on projects and operations and training events because I just didn't have the opportunity at that time. I had maybe four free weekends a year, you know, after everything else kind of shook sure. out. Um, but eventually I said yes. And then um, it's, it's like Lorena said, you start drinking the Kool-Aid. After mm -hmm. that first event that you attend and you realize um, that you're with your people again, you know, as veterans, like you kind of get back together of like, hey, this is what it's like, again, to be with um, an organization or a group of individuals that get it, that understand that service is above, you know, kind of my normal everyday life. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, but, but like I said, there's no commitment. You know, mm -hmm. we, we would be happy to have 80,000 volunteers or 200,000 volunteers and everyone uh, look at their schedules and say, you know what, I can't do a whole lot, but I can probably deploy on one operation for two days this year. Mm -hmm. And that's all they do. I'm within 250 exactly. miles. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. exactly. And you, I, I imagine that you would never turn down a donation. No. And the amazing thing about Team Rubicon, after working with different um, nonprofits for many, many years, is that when you sign as a gray shirt, when you sign as a volunteer, you don't have a financial burden on you. Uh, you don't have to donate. We, we know of so many um, athletic events that you volunteer and you're going to be walking or running, but you have to pay. Team Rubicon is not like that. It, they, they want you. Our, pay, our way to pay is by working when we're being deployed, when we're training. You just give your 100%. That's what Team Rubicon wants from you. You know what's ironic, though, what's is that, that um, I, I don't know the percentage, but a large percentage of our volunteers are monthly donors to Team Rubicon. Yeah, so they... It's part of their budget. They do, they, and I, I'm one of them. I mm -hmm. started when I first signed up as a volunteer, and I said, you know, I'm so passionate about this organization that I don't want to just donate my time. Mm -hmm. I want to donate, you know, some of my financial, you know, abilities. So, um, yeah, there is no commitment, and mm -hmm. nobody ever asks. Like, they, you'll never see, um, you know, we never target gray shirts to volunteer or donate, you know, mm -hmm. uh, funds, but people do it anyway because that's where their passion lies. But and if our listeners want to donate, there's a space in our 
you know, teamrubiconusa.org where they can donate. And mm -hmm. I want to tell you something very exciting. We're very open about our finances. And as gray shirts, one of the rules we have, we have five or six rules. One of them is your mom is the donor. And what that means is that every, you, we have a fiduciary um, obligation to make sure that all the equipment that we use, all the shirts that we use, all the equipment, shirts, the hotels that, um, not the hotels, but wherever we mm -hmm. stay, the airlines we use, everything we use, we use it in a way that if we went to go home for the holidays and our mom had donated $10, we can say this is where your money went to. Mm -hmm. We don't waste anything. We don't, uh, we don't drive nice cars when we're in an operation. We don't eat at the best restaurants. We just want the money to go as far as we can. The more money we have, the more days we can help in any community. So we're very thankful to everybody that donates. And as a gray shirt, not part of the paid 65, I'm very thankful to our CEO and our founder and everyone at, at a C level mm -hmm. that their full-time job, it seems to me, is fundraising. So we gray shirts can get down to the work that we signed up for. And we don't have to use our money. But you What know, a business model. It Holy is. cow, you and got an MBA. You know this is quite a business model. <laughs> yeah, and one of my classes I took was financial accounting. So to to know that our um, our dollar stretches from $1 donated to $7 of a community impact, you know, that's amazing. That's so every dollar that someone donates on an operation, we're able to turn that into $7 oh worth of community impact. Do you hear this song? Mm -hmm. This is a beautiful day. It is. Thank you. It is. Thank you both so much. Thank you. I, I have such a high five for you two. I, it's a pleasure to do what I do every single week and meet the most remarkable people. People ask me, how do you do this each week? Well, how hard can it be? Look at the people. It's Look not us. It's, no, it's Team Rubicon, and we're well, very but, grateful to well, them. Well, and that's what I mean. I should have played Humble and Kind. That would have been a great song <laughs> for right. you as well. I'm just delighted to be in your presence. Jeremy, thanks so much for connecting us, and for Russell and Simon that connected me to Jeremy. It just goes on and on. What a blessed life. Richard, thanks so much for running the boards today. Thank you for having us. Really, it's Thanks for been, the snacks, Richard. Yeah, thanks for the snacks, Richard. <laughs> And everybody, stay tuned because next week it'll be another fascinating show with Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Thank you. Thank Happy you so Memorial much. Day. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you, you guys.
Thank you for tuning in to L.A. Talk Live and the Talk Live Broadcast Network, original reality radio and crafted for your listening and viewing pleasure. This is L.A. Talk Live, and we are more than just talk. Stay tuned. After all.